Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Town & Country Harlow, with myself, Stephen Spellman. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Dan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 296, and as always, thank you to everybody who tuned into last week's show. This week, a brief roundup of what's gone on, on the la- in the last seven days, and in case you've missed it, it's been actually quite... Quite eventful this past week with awards flying around. Uh, we've got th- uh, this weekend's Doncaster match, which we're going to have a quick look back on as well. Loads of fan views, our views. So I think without further ado, let's just crack on. And as always, we start with a word from our sponsors. Absolutely. So our sponsors are Town and Country Harlow Estate Agents, who cover London, Essex, and Hertfordshire, run by Orient fans and season ticket holders. And along with the Orient Outlook podcast, have already helped quite a few people move home. And the best bit is. They offer all Orient fans and staff a hefty discount from already competitive fees. So if you're thinking of selling your property or just curious as to its value, you can save yourself at least a few hundred quid by keeping it in the Orient family. You can give them a call on 01279 alternatively 07528 or you can find the team on Twitter at TNC Harlow or you can contact director, uh, I think he's still director, Charlie, who can be found on Twitter, mm-hmm. Charlie underscore P-O-O-L-E, Charlie underscore Paul, and Town and Country don't just sell houses, they change lives. They most certainly do. So, a word about the Supporters Club, uh, there's an update here, they're off to Carlisle on Saturday the 22nd of October. Coaches are leaving at 7.30 sharp for a 3 o'clock kickoff, and the adult fare for that one is just 43 quid. Concessions are 40 and under 16s are £22. Remember, those prices do not include your match day ticket. To book on that trip or any of the other trips that the Supporters Club are running, call the travel line on 07507 539 579 or go into the Supporters Club on any match day. Train strike again. Yeah. So anyone going to Carlisle uh, by train on that day probably is going to have massive difficulty. It's a, so it's a long way to be stranded. Schlapp. It's a far distant land. Indeed it is. So let's move on then to the week that was. Happy Monday, the 3rd of October. The club confirmed that two young O's had gone out on loan. So firstly, as mentioned in last week's podcast, Jeff Tanga has gone to Sutton Common Rovers for two months. And Matt Young, who was at Wildstone, has now gone to Haringey Borough for three months. So good luck, boys, and hope the young O's there do exceedingly well absolutely and Jeffter is going back to Sutton Common so he knows what they're all about and they know what he's about so hopefully that will be a successful loan for him so we move on then to Tuesday to Hue Tuesday the 4th of October and Skybet League 2 announced that Dan Happy had been nominated for the League 2 Player of the Month for September award and Richie Wellens had been nominated for the League 2 Manager of the Month for September for the second consecutive month so good luck at the time obviously to both of them. Yeah, also on Tuesday, the club announced that as all away tickets had sold out, the home game against Northampton Town on Saturday the 15th of October has been made an all-ticket. Going to be a lively one, that one. Yeah. Northampton, fairly close, what, an hour and a half away? Two hours, not, not even. even. So, hour, hour and a bit. Doing well as well. It's going to be a yeah. nice, lively atmosphere. International day on that one will obviously come to Northampton Town in a bit, but that is all-ticket. So if you're listening to this one and don't have your ticket... Don't delay, because that's probably going to be a complete sellout at some point this week. There were a few League 2 fixtures played uh, on Tuesday night, meaning that if Northampton picked up a maximum uh, of points, the O's could have been displaced at the top of the table. But we're obviously happy to say that that didn't happen, as Walsall beat Northampton 1-0. And huge thanks to XO Danny (laughs) Johnson for scoring the winning goal there. But Stevenage did beat Sutton 3-0. They joined us at level on points, uh, but they've obviously now played a game more than us. But it is what it is. It is also worth noting on Tuesday that Doncaster, who we were playing on the following Saturday, had a long away game to Hartlepool United. A bit of a journey there. Yeah, not as... Yeah, not as far for us doing it because they're three quarters of the way. But yeah, they still played and lost. So we would have been fresher than them and they came off the back of a defeat, which is always good. So Wednesday, the 5th of October, it was a quiet day at the club. No news to report. Cool, so let's move on to Thursday, the 6th of October then. And Lawrence Figaro and Paul Smith were both nominated in the PFA's September Player of the Month Award. So good luck to both of them. I love the fact that our own Player of the Month 
Dan Happy can't get into the PFA September Player of the Month, but both Paul Smith and Lawrence Vigaru did. So it's interesting to see, you know, yeah. how many of those have had a good month. So Happy gets nominated for the League Two Player of the Month, where Vigaru and Smith get nominated for the PFA Player of the Month. So it's only a good thing, and long may that continue. And Friday, the seventh of October, Richie Welland was announced as the Skybet League Two Manager of the Month for September making it two wins out of two so far uh, this back. season back to back I think a few people thought the Northampton manager might nick it because they had a very similar run but Richie takes it again well done to super Richie Wellens don't know when the last time we had a manager that won back to back manager of the month awards was good shout um, Russell won the he jointly won the manager of the year in 13-14 with Kenny Jackett Amber. and he'd won Manager of the month once or twice, but not back to back. So I can't remember when the last time. I'm sure there are people out there that might be able to stretch their brains and think about that. So if you do know, do let us know. But I've had a stretch and not not th- can't think of anything. The youth team were in friendly action on Friday as well. Uh, they were against a Tottenham College's Select Eleven that was being played at Haringey Boroughs Ground in Tottenham and White Hart Lane. We don't actually know the result of this match because there was no further reporting on this and I couldn't see anything on the club club's website. So if I have missed it, apologies. But um, yeah, the youth team were in action but we don't know what happened. Fingers crossed they had a good result. So moving on into Saturday the 8th of October, the main event in the Peter Kitchen and the Richie Wellens Derby, also known as Doncaster Rovers <laughs> away. And before the game we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you think how you thought we'd get on uh, in this one. And with just 183 votes, 13% thought we'd lose, 33 for the draw, but a whopping 54% uh, went for the win. So thanks to everyone who took their time out to vote there. Yeah. Very confident O's fan base once again. Seems to be. Love to see it. So at 2 o'clock, the team was announced of Lawrence Vigaru in goal at the back. Tom James, Omar Beckles, Dan Happy and Rob Hunt in midfield. Idris Mazzuni, Dan Prattley. And George Munker up top, Theo Archibald, Paul Smith and Aaron Dryman, which meant on the bench we had Sam Sargent, Shadogi, Craig Clay, Jordan Brown, Jaden Wareham, Russell Toyou and Charlie Kelman. Easy for you to say. That meant there were two changes from the starting lineup from last week's loss against Newport. Rob Hunt came in to replace Jaden Sweeney at left back and Aaron Drynan started in place of Charlie Kelman who dropped to the bench. Your thoughts? thought those changes might happen. So on Fan Hub, I got 10 out of 11. So I thought Hunt would come in for Sweeney. Snap. I thought Kelman might get the nod over Drynan. Because um, he's not been scoring that much? or Yeah, why? but I think I, I prefer... I might sound... Uh, or people might not agree with me. I think Charlie Kelman's better than Aaron Drynan. For me. You it, think Kelman's yeah, better than Drynan? Yeah, Drynan. Much yeah. better, yeah. Drynan's a good player. But I think Kelman brings a lot. I know Drynan worked hard off the ball, but so does Kelman, and I think Kelman's been unlucky recently. Similar. Hit the bar, um, but I, I thought Drynan might get the nod based on he scored, he scored last week and Kelman didn't. And obviously, mm. she speaks about rotating the team, but I, can, I felt that Kelman could feel a bit aggrieved not to be starting this one. So no real surprises for me. But again, look at that bench. You know, you've got Wareham, Satiru, Kelman, who can change the game. Ogie's solid. Clay and Brown have done well this year, so de- decent bench, big, big chance for Giant in this one. You imagine if he would have scored two or got a goal yesterday, that mm. centre forward position would be firmly be his, but yeah. you know, I, I still think that's uh, as open as anyone, so wasn't devastated with that one. No. Although, sorry, I thought it was harsh and Sweeney, yeah. not even making the squad, but Ogie could play left back and centre back, so it probably gives you two for the price of one, where I don't think Sweeney, you trust him at centre back. Given that Ogie yeah, can play there, so yeah. I think Sweeney can count himself unlucky. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I guess that Sweeney would replace Hunt, but generally a strong squad. I mean, we're very predictable in who we line up. Richie's clearly got his the position sorted and how he wants to play. Very much like when we were successful in the 13-14 yeah. season, you have that regular consistent play and you kind of tweak it as you need to. I heard that Sweeney had a late fitness test, so he might have picked up a knock in training uh, during the week which might have been the reason why he wasn't on the bench uh, and didn't get to play um, but I suspected last week when he was substituted at half time and Archibald went to left back that that might be his 
break point where he's then not in the squad next week. So I took a bit of a risk on Fan Hub as well and went there. I didn't think that Drynan would replace Kelman, but look, you know, Richie sees them play training, uh, sees them in training all the time. So no surprises there. But yeah, on, on the bench is is very predictable as well. Who who would you not have on the bench? And who would you then replace them with? Well, I guess when Adam Thompson is back, it gives uh, Richie a nice headache in yeah. terms of, you know, how does Thompson get back in there? Because yeah. he's experienced, he must be on a decent wage, decent player at this level. Apart from that, you go Georgiou, who always injured at the moment, but I can't seem to displace him Brown mm-hmm. or Clay. So that's probably, yeah, as strong as what it's going to be at yeah. the moment. Lots of tweets, actually, on this one. Big reaction to the team news. Billy Reid, 1989, started us off and said, pleased to see Dreininstein. I hope he has a great game. Yeah, Ben Whitlock, 13, said, pretty much our strongest 11 if everyone's fit. Harsh on Sweeney to not even make the bench, but the strength of our squad is now starting to show. Uh, let's hope we get a reaction from last week's result, not performance. We have really got the balls. Have we really got the balls for this season? Yeah, Ross McCaff said, Dreininstein starting feels like a big call. He did score last week, but we've been fairly settled thus far. But... Trust in Richie, I suppose. Yeah, B. Uh, Simons, nineteen fifty-eight, said the strongest team this season. Come on, you O's. Ron Sampson, fifteen, said I'd stick with Kelman. Not a fan of Dryman. Yeah, Gorillas, nineteen eighty-five, said a bit harsh on Kelman and Sweeney, but Kelman hasn't scored for a few weeks, so it makes sense to start our own player now he's fully fit. Yeah. There was a call like that last week, if I remember rightly. Someone saying, "Why aren't we playing our own player over a loan player?" Yeah, absolutely. Len Chin Chin Wan gave his pre-match tweet as normal, which always makes me laugh. A fully fit squad. Let's see where I'm on early. Newly appointed referee Martin Woods is generous with the yellow card, so be warned. Let's see. Good application on the ball going forward. Lots of passion and a clinical final third. Maybe a set-piece goal. Another win, please. Yeah, so the match kicked off with the O's. Looking to bounce back from last week's defeat to Newport against Don- a Doncaster Rovers side who have been flirting with the playoff sides. Yeah, third Sorry, min- playoff places, I beg your pardon. Third minute, gone in nice play between Idris Elmazouni and Monker. Almost gave Theo Archibald a shot and goal, but Mitchell was off his line quickly and he smothered the ball. Yeah, nine minutes later, Idris Elmazouni pounced on a loose ball and his low strike from about 20 yards narrowly missed the target. Yeah, just wide on that one. I think Mitchell probably had that one covered, it looked okay. like, until he 15th minute, Omar Beckles almost got his head to a Theo Archibald free kick. Just too high from though. Mitchell claimed the ball. Yeah, Darren Prattley was booked for a foul on close in the 22nd minutes already. Halfway through the first half, quarter of the way through the game, we've got a yellow card in there. Prattzinho, 25th minute, Moncurwin close. He shot from the edge of the area. Well saved by Mitchell. He got it out for a corner. From that corner, Dan Happy won his header straight at the keeper. Yeah, shame that. Need to be, need to be a bit more clinical there in both boxes as I think will be the outcome the overarching outcome here. But fear not, one minute later, the O's did take the lead in absolutely sensational style. Good move that saw the ball work its way out to Rob Hunt on the left-hand side. His low cross into the box found Paul Smith. He stuck a leg out by his own admission, miscontrolled it, but the ball set up so perfectly for him that he thought, I'm going to have that. And he bicycle kicked that straight into the top corner, past Mitchell, to give us a 1-0 lead, take a bow. I mean, everyone has probably seen that goal on television. If Tens not, of thousands have seen that on Twitter, <laughs> for sure. If not, stop the podcast for five minutes, go and check it out on YouTube. It's an absolute belter. Uh, it's on our timeline as well. So amazing yeah. tech, because great ball by Dan Happy to get the ball out to Hunt. He plays a superb ball. Um, I mean, he, he said that's the best goal of his career, didn't he? So he's not going to score a better one. Tremendous. Now. Brilliant. It's nice to see the Doncaster fans applauding. You yeah. hear the O's fans and you just hear like a, an applause. There was a boo and then there was a clapping. It's like, <laughs> oh damn, he's actually scored a really good goal. I w- I've clapped an opposition player that scored a really goal, a good goal against us. Doesn't mean I want, I'm want. i happy for them, but like when you see quality like in League 2, you don't see that every week. Amazing goal. I did like the fact he goes and does his flip and on the telly he does it in front of like three girls like who are just sitting there who obviously don't know who Paul Smith is and don't know he does his flip. They both look, they, all three of them look at each other to go, wow, like, look at the flip. <laughs> and I also love the fact that Paul Smith's mum is quite uh, out there on Twitter. So like she posts a lot on hashtags LOFC quite a bit. And every time like, Paul Smith scores, she's like, yes, go on my son, which I really love. So <laughs> brilliant, amazing goal. Yeah. Took it well, but that was a deserved lead at that point. We'd been knocking on the door, battering them. You know, 26 minutes gone. We've not even mentioned Vigaru having to do anything so far. So that goal was coming. 
and it seemed like it was a deserved lead. But I mean, goal of the season already looks like it's going to be an absolute well phenomenal competition. I mean, Tom James against Grimsby was a what thirty yarder top bins. Smith has scored a scissor kick. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Only it's only two and a half months gone in the season. We've seen some belters. Unbelievable! It's like last season when we've seen some fantastic games. Like for me, that's goal of the month done. Yeah, contender for goal of the season. Absolutely. Just wow, we've been spoiled. And do you know the annoying thing is that it's not getting in that, the coverage that it deserves. If that was Haaland or Ronaldo or someone in a higher league, everyone, all the media outlets would have been fawning over it. Um, but the fact that it's in League Two, it, it's such a shame that it's not getting the righteous publicity that it deserves. But it is what it is, that's what happens. But that is an outstanding goal <laughs> that you probably won't see much better in your life. No, absolutely not. It's just a shame it wasn't at Brisbane Road. Mm. Imagine him scoring out of Brisbane mm. Road in the, towards the south stand. It would have gone absolutely insane. We've got a have been in the north stand. That's oh, the only problem. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> so 1 0 up to the O's. 31st minute, the O's went looking for a second, and Aaron Drynan had a shot blocked. Yeah, George Monker had a drilled effort that stung the palms of Mitchell in the 34th minute. Yeah, 39th minute, and Rob Hunt headed worldwide from a Tom James cross. You can still see, it's all Orient. Piling Nothing in. coming from Doncaster. Piling all us. Two minutes of added time, the play with no further action to talk about as the O's went in 1-0 up at the break. Yeah, attendance announced 6,314, 595 away fans. That's a lot of fans, considering there is train trouble and considering they didn't bring the match forward to allow people that were getting home by train the opportunity to get home. So fair play and kudos to everybody that made that journey. Well done. Uh, that's that's great going. Really is. So one change for the O's at half-time. Jordan Brown came on in place of Idris Ilmazini. Yeah, fast forward four minutes then. Luke Molyneux curled a low free kick to the near post, forcing Lawrence Vigaru into a save. Yeah, nothing to do in the first half, four minutes into the second. I think you knew it was going to be a bit of a different story. Yeah, he's one. obviously rollicked them there, manager, and said, come on, this isn't good enough. Yeah, yeah, Richie Wellen said in his post-match, his half-time team talk, he was like, they will not play like that again in this half. So just beware, that was a... Freak yeah. half for them. 56 minute, George Monker had a first time volley tipped over the bar by Mitchell. Yeah, 63 minutes on the clock now, and somehow the O's kept the ball out of the net as Lawrence Figaro saved an effort from Ben Close, then blocked Rio Griffiths' rebound, and a sliding challenge from Rob Hunt got the ball away as we kept the score at 1 0. That is fantastic. Last ditch, desperate, defending, bodies on the line kind of stuff. Absolutely love to see our players doing that. That's what you want, isn't it, from your centre backs and just your defence as a whole? Yes. Flying into challenges. And Paul Smith was there to clear the ball as well, well, so everyone getting involved, doing their defensive bit as well as the attacking bit. Things you love to see, really, from a cohesive unit yeah. and a team that are fighting for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well played there to the O's defence. Let's go to the 70th minute, then double sub for the O's. Charlie Kalman and Craig Clay came on. They replaced Theo Archibald and George Monker. Yeah, 72 minutes, a bit of a heart-in-the-mouth moment, really, as Mitchell lost track of the ball on its way back to him, but he was able to clear it off his own line. Close to a second. That would have been game, set and match. That would have been. Tom James had an angled effort on goal, high and wired in the 74th minute. Yeah, a minute later, Doncaster got the equaliser, unfortunately, as Kyle Noyle sent in a cross. Biggins was unmarked from close range. Um, Bottom corner of the net, he found uh, past Lawrence Figaro. Yeah, terrible goal. Literally, who's responsible for that? Whose man was that? Well, hunts out or can't get to his man fast enough on the right hand side, and the ball comes in. The ball's in the striker, um, Biggins is is literally in between so much space between Happy and Beckel. Easy header. Really disappointing. No chance of it. Easy goal. Yeah. Not going to score an easy head in the net. Because now. we so switched off at a critical moment. Really disappointing that. Yeah, really. And and, and that's the thing. They have like one moment and, and they, yeah. they take it. And, and you're talking about a game that's now one all that probably should have been 2 or 3-1 because of goals in the first should half. Should have been 2 or 3 or half time. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, Aaron Drinnan headed at Mitchell from a Tom James cross in the 83rd. Yeah, 85 and a massive chance for the O's as Tom James took a free kick from the left, swung in beautifully. Omar Beckles just beat Mitchell to the ball, but headed over from close range. Yeah, minute later, final sub for the O's, Ruel Saturiu replaced Aaron Drynan. Yeah, 89th minute, could have been worse for the O's as Matt Waltman latched onto a pass in the box from Luke Molyneux, but his shot was blocked by Darren Prattley. Vital block, that one. Yeah, he's made a really, really big block there. Absolutely no question or a doubt there. Four minutes 
of added time rewarded and played out with no real action to talk about. As the match finished one all, the O's gained a point to take back to East London. So Dave Victor spoke to Richie Wellens after the match. We're going to play a bit of this. This interview currently, as it stands, isn't on YouTube. And Richie gives a good analysis of the match and gives a bit of an update about Idris El Mazzouni and George Monco about their injuries. So well worth talking and listening to that one. So here is what Richie Wellens had to say to Dave Victor. Richie, thanks for joining us. A point on the road, but should there be more? Um, I think you have to credit them in the second half. They lifted the intensity a little bit. Um, and then we just resorted to playing the same way that they did. And second half, it could have gone either way. They could have won it in the end. Uh, his two points dropped because of the domination in the first half. But we need to be better. Even in the first half, we need to play through lines a little bit more. And we need to get our attacking players in better areas more often. And then obviously get more shots and crosses um, into the box but um, yeah, they just come out with a little bit more intensity every time the ball went dead they, they threw it in quickly um, went a little bit gung-ho with the way that he played but you have to do that with a negative atmosphere that's here today you have to do something to change it around and we didn't handle it well we, we, we kept putting things back in first time um, parts of the second half that wasn't a game of rugby which some people might have enjoyed um, in the second half we've got to be better we've got to be better we can't they, you know, we have to give them a little bit of credit because he stuck in there, he dug in. Um, but we should be taking three points. It was an outstanding goal to break the deadlock from Paul Smith. Yeah, so he scored outstanding goals since he's played for me. Um, fantastic ability. We need to get him in the top end of the pitch more often um, so he can do, you know, he can have more opportunities to score goals like that because um, he's outstanding. We didn't do that switch enough. We... we when you do quick switches of play, you've got to have it in your pitch. You've got to have a picture in your mind to get out of your feet quickly and, and play it. Dan Hat done it then. But we, again, we need, to, we need to do that more often. Didn't concede in September. I'd imagine you'd be disappointed with the way in which the equaliser was conceded. Yeah, for some reason, we just dropped off our two midfield players, wanted to join in the back four a little bit more. Um, and then we didn't get any... any um, I thought we'd run all over them first half. You know, we, we had no threat every time the ball turned over. We're there to pick up the second ball to win the ball back. Um, but second half we just sink in and obviously it switches out to the left side and then by the time he comes back in the middle of the pitch my two centre midfield players are holding hands with the two centre halves comes out to the right and crossing the box no contact with him it's a poor goal, a poor goal to see Were the um, substitutions particularly of George Monker and Idris were they relating to fitness and injuries? <laughs> no we've got a few, Idris will have a scan um, tomorrow so yeah we'll just manage the squad we've got a few little niggles at the moment um, so we'll just manage the squad but Eddie would be doubtful from now Eddie was doing well I would never sub Eddie at half time anyway and what sort of injuries he got? hamstring and George Monker is he okay? no George he's got a, a couple of little issues we need to freshen him up we need to like we did with Charlie Kelman today these lads have played we, we picked more or less the same team for 10-11 games now so we're just getting to that stage where we just need to freshen a few up we've got Aaron Drinnen, um a lot of minutes today so he'll come on and obviously we freshen Charlie up, so we need to make sure that everybody's fresh. And Jay- so that was Richie Wellens speaking to Dave Victor after the Doncaster game. So league table in, that draw sees us drop to second. Stevenage won, they beat Swindon 2-0, no, looking good Stevenage. Yeah, very good. Who'd have thought that? I know, Steve Evans did a great job very down there. Job. And I mentioned, I can't remember if it was us or in a group, about the amount of signings they've made. And someone poo-pooed it. I was like, no, they're signing some good quality players in various different positions. They'll be yeah, doing, doing things. Very yeah. well. So they are top by two points. They've played one more game than us. So we played 13, won nine, drawn two, lost one. Goal difference, still a very healthy mm. plus 13, 29 points. So Bearded Legende, your views on Doncaster? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like another game that we should have come home with all three points, but haven't. Seems to be a bit of a theme throughout this season where we're dominating games, creating lots, mm. having plenty of possession, plenty of shots at the goal, uh, but at goal, um, but not coming away with the rewards that we got. When we were winning and not playing great, we said that there was always going to be a turning point where we play great and not, not get what we deserve. I guess that's the luck balancing itself out at the moment. But uh, yeah, people not tracking their man. Like we've got to stay switched on more regularly. You can't just do it for 45 minutes. Like we've, we've got experience of taking a game for 45 minutes and not the other 45 and not doing enough in it. We need to be more clinical in both boxes, both attacking and defensively. It's not really... And in isolation, it's an issue. 
but it's not end of the world stuff when you look at the grand scheme of 12 yeah. games one loss and what did we have a couple of draws so yeah. it's it's really not like end of the world stuff like people don't in my opinion, I'm not over-reading, over-thinking or, or looking into stats too much. Um, you know, we could still we can still quite comfortably at this rate be top three uh, come the end of the season. Um, yeah, and, and I think strikers need to be a little bit more on form, banging in the goals. It seems to be Smith that seems to be the one that's the key architect for us at the moment when it comes to scoring goals. And we can't have just one person... Um, because if he goes down injured, then who else has got the, the confidence and, and where are the other goals going to be coming from? So all in all, like we're in a really rude, rude health here, really. You know, Rich has got the right idea of rotating players. He's got the right idea of giving players minutes. He's got his formation. He's got what he likes. He obviously works on that in training. The players know where they should be, uh, what they should be doing, what their roles are. Um, we just need to tighten up a little bit, back and front. Nice for you. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a decent point, really. Arguably, should have, should have been, could have been more, but Doncaster will be up there, I think. You know, just come down from League Two, decent sized team, and I think we've started so well. Our expectations are massively changing. They've massively swung. I think um, a couple of weeks ago, you would have said Doncaster away one all, decent, it's all right. Say it now after the start we've had, people disappointed not to win there based yeah. on the chances we've had. So. The expectation is always changing. I think Paul Smith, I think you've said it really, smashing up the season, already scoring a decent amount of goals, getting assists, getting good publicity as well from that goal. He'll never score a better goal than that, which is great. I think when we mentioned the tweets, there'll be a lot of criticism of Richie in mm-hmm. terms of the Idris mm-hmm. substitution uh, and the Moncur substitution. But always a reason for substitutions, mm-hmm. always. And if there's not, he'll come out and, and talk about it. So I think people sometimes maybe a bit too eager to tweet um, about substitutions and obviously there's a lot to read that one hopefully the injuries aren't too bad on Mizuni as Rishi said hamstring being scanned today as we record on the Sunday I mean if he's out that's a big miss Yeah, he seems to have been the missing piece almost Yeah, big miss Moncaro as yeah. well I think if you look at the team if there's two players who you don't want out of that team mm-hmm. I think it's Idris and Moncaro because mm-hmm. they offer you something that the others don't completely if Kelman's out, you bring in Drynan. If Smith and Archibald are out, he likes to play Satiru there, which I don't really agree with. But I don't he know. likes to play Satiru, yeah. or any Drynan can play there. Although I don't think Drynan's made for it. But then George can play is a, there. Is a like for like replacement for Archibald. Yeah, maybe not of the same quality. I'm not disputing think, that, but from a positional perspective. But I think Moncur is an eight or slash ten or whatever you're gonna, whatever you're going to call Moncur. There's not another player at the club right. who can do or has his skill set. Smith, maybe, but then you. You're losing, you're losing our players from other positions or taking yeah. them out of their best yeah. position. So that's a big one. And Idris in the number four has been sensational since he's joined. And if he if he's out, you go, Brown's done all right, Clay's done all right, but they're not Idris, which yeah. might be harsh on Clay and might be harsh on Brown. But Idris has been such a good, good player this season. That, I mean, if, if he's out for like a month or two, that's going to be a big loss. And hopefully he doesn't get called back to Ipswich if that's the case. Mm. So fingers crossed it's a little hamstring level when he's back over in a week or so that, that's quite worrying actually so you know we still only lost one league game in 12 this is one of the tougher away matches didn't lose I've seen plenty of performances where we battered teams considered an equaliser in what the 74th minute and gone on to lose the game 2-1 3-1 so not a bad point at all on to next week at home to Northampton I think after last week's loss it's like oh we've not won in two weeks but we won the first Nine out of ten, so I can take not winning in two weeks with decent performances. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, this time next week, I wouldn't mind talking about a bit of a lesser performance, but a win off the back of that. So yeah, yeah I'm still happy, still loving it. Yeah, absolutely, same here. Uh, so those were our views. A huge amount of feedback came in after this match, as you said earlier, Steve. It was quite varied. So thanks to everyone who took the time to share their thoughts on our social media accounts. And again, we try to read out as many as possible, just because we read them doesn't mean that we agree with them social media sponsorship still available on the podcast I don't know if you saw this bearded Lejande 5,000 Twitter followers as of yesterday Have we, we hit the 5,000 number so thanks wow. to everyone who follows us on Twitter 5,000 so 5,001 now oh lovely stuff 5,001 so thank you everyone if That's anyone is listening and has a business or anything they want to push 
give us a DM about a very reasonable social media sponsorship package that the Absolutely. Orient Outlook podcast offers. So Casey Adams sent us the first tweet at full time. So you can't make a habit of playing all four teams and not putting them away. Doncaster were by far the worst team I've seen in League 2 in the first half. And we didn't play any football in the second half. There you go, game of two halves. Ollie underscore Sonnenfeld said two points dropped. That's two weeks in a row where Richie's made substitutions that have been totally wrong. Slack by nature, which is a new Twitter handle to me. Well said. Good bounce back from last week's loss. Fantastic form from the beginning of the season. I would go as far as to say the team still has a lot of chemistry to unleash. Very exciting. Also, Paul Smith deserves the Puskas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Les LK52 said, hugely disappointing. We dominated the first half and ended up with 14 attempts on goal. In two games, we've had 34 attempts on goal and scored two. Problems are there for all to see. Maybe give the Chelsea lad a chance question mark. that's a really interesting point when you put it into perspective like that it's not just in isolation this was just one game of a flu we've had 34 shots at goal or th- not even not at on not all of them were on target we've had 34 shots in 180 at minutes and only scored two so that's one every six minutes on average or one every four and a half uh, five five minutes or four whatever it is and we've only scored two goals a lot of tweets about Wareham maybe giving him a chance obviously Got his chance against Sutton to mm. score two goals. Mm. Only played fleetingly uh, in the league games since then. So yeah, interesting yeah. points there. Good tweet from Les. And he probably won't get into the game against Northampton. The game after that is against his parent club in the Papa John's Trophy. So he won't be playing that either. Unless they let him. I've got a feeling Chelsea won't, won't care about that. In all honesty, it's not like we're going to draw Chelsea. He's playing against his he, mates he, though, isn't he? Well, that's the thing. He's playing against players. Who he knows. I imagine he plays in that one. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Jay Ketley said so many wasted chances in the first half. Should have been at least three up. Frustrating day. Gold931 said a point away is not too bad. Still, another game without losing and every point counts. That's a very optimistic tweet. Could be a very valuable point come, uh, come April or May. SR Barber, 1986. Should, just, should have been easy three points. They didn't have much, but once again, sloppy defensive mistake has cost us. Did find the substitutions a bit odd and defensive from us, but still a strong performance and a stunning goal by Smith. Prattley was fantastic today as well. Yeah, Orient fan 18 underscore 1881 said, awful result, two points dropped, can't put away an awful team. Beckles and Happy need to sort themselves out as it was awful marking for the goal. Not happy at all, Orient fan 1881. <laughs> Dan Alton, 2590, said, before the game you would have taken a point, but right now it feels very disappointing. Another poor side who we should be putting away and beating, but on the plus side, the response to the first loss last week was good. We played well, dominated for long spells, just not clinical enough. Alan Rees too said, poor second half, questionable substitutions again though, trying to hold on to a 1-0 lead when we have enough quality to go and win the game. Don't get taking Moncur and Archibald off when they can be match winners. Fair point about Archibald. Yeah. Idris should go, yeah, fair enough. Because he's injured. or Moncur, you go, fair enough. Yeah. Archibald, unless Archibald's carrying something in which he hasn't said it, it's a fair point about Archibald. Um, Apostolos Andre 9 this was again a lot of engagement about this tweet he said after mostly dominating the last two games in terms of possession and shots on goal that's five points dropped time to recall Harry Smith he was a one in three scorer for us last season and we haven't replaced his goals or replaced his aerial ability quite a lot of responses to that one basically along the li- most of them were along the lines of Harry Smith doesn't fit the Richie Welland style yeah. of play which is right, but sometimes you just need to do something to see out a game. I don't think Harry Smith's the big, tall, lump target man that people think he is. I never saw that in him. I didn't see him win many of his headers. I didn't really see him as a big aerial threat. Yeah, all right, he's six foot five or six foot six, whatever he is. But just because he's that tall, it doesn't mean he's a great jumper. Granted, he's got six inches over some defenders. Don't get me wrong. But if he's being outmuscled by these defenders, then it doesn't it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but it's an interesting point because you could then you, you then change the, the the whole dynamic of the team to then just go long ball, and you've got yeah. to hope that you've got the players that can play off of him for the knockdowns if he wins them. Interesting point because it's Kelman, Drynan, Satiriu, and Wareham who are all very they're similar four, right? So they don't they're not really going to offer you anything different. But I guess that's what Richie wants. Interesting though, Exeter City got no manager, so Matt Taylor went to Rotherham. He did. So and he's he, been on the bench. He might be set up as a requirement, or the new manager might go. Actually, I quite like you. I'm going to I'm going to start you next day. Yeah. Who knows what happened with Harry Smith? Ryan and Peanuts 
said, once again, we can't do a 90 minutes. First half was great. Second half shows our bench is not good enough. The drop-off was noticeable, but respect the point. Wiggy underscore cut said, have to ask why El Mazzuni and Moncur can't complete, compete in a full match. The drop-off in quality from them to others is drastic. It goes from League One, from a League One team to a 50-50 League Two game the second they go off. Dear Stu, who said, first half was the most one-sided game I've seen all season, but familiar story, we don't shoot enough when clear sight on goal. I'm sorry, but when it's for me, got the substitutions wrong. Went into our show in the second half and invited the pressure, but we didn't lose, so that's a positive. Yeah, the tipping Tim said, if El Mazzuni is injured or recalled, the wheels could come off. Everything we do goes through him, and I can't imagine us being anywhere near as effective without him. Yeah, good point. Richie J. Bourne said, Renel Mazzuni and Moncoa came off the creativity win. Brown and Clay are very similar. Solid defensively, but will not offer much in front of goal. Clay had a chance to shoot, but passed it as always. I love Smith, but we are too reliant on him. Why not change Drynan for Wareham? Yeah, Conway underscore Nigel said, Big disappointment today. I think after playing superb football in the first half and to only come away with a point, we need to take our chances and still very little from set pieces. But on to next week, it's a big game. Yeah, both Barons had looked great in the first half. Some delightful play and Smith's goal was a beauty. But once El Miz was subbed, no one to break up play in between the lines. Pratty and Brown sat too deep. Monker to advance and Doncaster just mooched through the gap good point there good observation yeah. yeah Ben Porter CT said I feel strangely annoyed at a point which is ridiculous for an Orient <laughs> fan to expect such high standards I credit these expectations to Richie Donny were rubbish in the first half we should have finished the game off I'll take second place all day long in May though yeah, me Agree. too I'll take third yeah absolutely Ox Ooch said I can't understand why we allow the second half to become a heading contest after moving them all over the pitch in the first half shame really but in that first half, we looked like the real deal, and that is exciting. Yeah, Dave Brew, 47976911, said, Although disappointing to lose two points today, I think if you're at the season, if you look at the season as a whole, so far we've picked up maximum points in games we probably shouldn't have and dropped points in games we probably should have won. One thing, though, we have to be more clinical. I hadn't read that tweet before I'd said my thoughts earlier, yeah. but I, I agree with Dave completely. That's exactly my train of thought there. Yeah, good points there from Dave. Orient underscore Ed, it's a totally dominant first half, and you cannot say anything to do Smith's goal justice. Second half, massive disappointment. We stopped playing on the deck and started launching far too many long balls with no aim or direction, but still didn't lose another point. ACW2525 said, imagine going to the very to the top of a very, very tall mountain. Imagine taking two points to the top and flinging said two points from said mountain top and watching said two points drop and drop and drop till they hit the ground far, far below. <laughs> very good, Millar president. So didn't expect us to be second in the league. I thought we'd be in the playoff places, so this is a bonus. But having said that, we should be capitalising and making hay whilst the sun shines. Too many times we've gone ahead, sat back, gamesmanship, when we should just put sides to bed. MS Orient said, when three quality players leave the field of play to be replaced by mediocre, it's only going to go one way. Really negative by Wellens late on again. That game should have been put to bed in the first half. Doncaster were ghastly. Very poor. Two points dropped. Linda Brogan said, I'd rather we have a wobble now when there's plenty of time to get the points back mm. on the board and we still have a game in hand, of course. If Smith and James can keep the confidence to shoot and score, they have been... We'll be fine. Good point, Linda. CLE3 underscore said, Wasted dominance first half. We're still not getting it forwards fast enough. Could have been 4-0 at half-time if we were more incisive. Doncaster looking Sunday league in the first half and nowhere near it. Long throw-ins that were so effective before also need more work. Never win the first touch now. That's a good point about our long throws. We had a lot against Newport and they just didn't go anywhere. Didn't yeah. win the first header. Yeah, good point there. That's all I was found to substitute in Monco and Archibald with strange decisions. Lost two of our most creative players when we needed the second goal. Despite only letting in seven goals this season, I don't think we should be trying to protect a one-goal lead. That's a fair point. We are one of the lowest conceding there teams in the, in the EFL. Pandemonium 1881 said, One of those where before the game, a point was not too shabby. But the in-game scenario, stats and apparent performance, says it's two points dropped, which is frustrating. 1-0, always a risky scoreline, and we have to learn to put teams to the sword. Win next week, not the end of the world. Exactly. In the bigger picture, it's not a big deal. In Absolutely. isolation, it is. Yeah, Nick Clark out said, I'm in the minority, but a point gained towards promotion. Second with a game in hand, up the ends. 
Paolo 1986, so while in isolation it had been great to get the win, which we deserve, perspective is important and at the end of the season may well be a good point. I trust the manager given he's got the O's well above where we all expected versus the start of the season. It is now an expectation it management is. exercise for yeah. the rest of the season. <laughs> the next 44 games, uh, 34 games for us, it is an expectation management exercise by the club. By Richard and the players. Boats, he says, frustrating one to take, but perspective needed. We have drawn away from home, not lost, and we have a great opportunity to get back to winning ways against the Royal Promotion contender next week. Let's keep the faith. Yeah, Kevin Cowlin gets the penultimate word. He said, disappointed with the result and another worldie from uh, Paul Smith in the first half. We totally dominated. Inevitable they'd come at us in the second half and a shame we couldn't hold on, but we're second with a game in hand. Donny are on the fringe of the playoffs for a reason. Some perspective is needed. And the final word on Doncaster away goes to Leighton Laureate, who said in the last two games, Leighton Laureate have outshot their opponents 35-10, to 10, had a 20-2 to 2 advantage in corners, completed a bazillion more passes, but have just one point to show for it. Lack of finishing is costing the O's and I don't mm. quite understand the substitution strategy. Which, obviously, we now know is due... Mostly, his substitutions are due to Came injuries. Out, so. yeah. not. Absolutely. So, that's all fair. So, thanks to everyone who sent their views in. Do you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out? Let us know what you think. You can tweet us. We're at Orient Outlook on Twitter. You can join the 5,001 other followers that we have. <laughs> uh, you can email us. We're Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. If you're not on social media, that's fine. If you're on Instagram, we're Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. If you're not on any of them, we are also on Facebook. Uh, just search Orient Outlook podcast, three separate words, and send us a message. Lovely stuff. So moving on to the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update. So if you don't know, Carol Langley Flores are an established business based in Chingford. They specialise in bespoke flowers, sourced from the finest growers in the world, and they can do anything for you, from a simple thank you to tailored weddings, bar mitzvahs, or event packages. They can help. So if you're interested, get in touch with John and their fantastic team of experienced florists. You can give them a call on 0208 529 4130, or you can get in contact with the team on social media. You can find them on Twitter at Carol Langley E4 or at EssexBiz on Twitter, which is John's personal Twitter account. You can also find them on Instagram under Carol Langley Florist, and you can also find them on Facebook, again, at Carol Langley Florist. And once again, 15% off for all O's fans and staff. That is a huge saving if you are having a big event. So if you need flowers, give John and the team a call. Absolutely. So there were a lot of people who correctly predicted one all as the scoreline. So kudos to all of you who got three points. But extra special props go to Speno011, Jason Kilby6, Nino underscore Barone, O's fan basing, Dave M1812, who all got the maximum of four points because you correctly predicted the score, which gives you three points, and you get the bonus point for Paul Smith scoring the goal. So that means the top of the prediction league is currently standing as follows. No change there at the top on 13 for David Landau, 17, and that tall O's fan. 12 points is Len N4 and Orient it is. There's no change there. And 11 points is David Rose, 88. So well done to all of you. It still blows my mind that people correctly predict this stuff. Crazy. It is. It's brilliant. Well done, everyone. Nicely done. So Sunday, the 9th of October, the day we record this, ladies were in league action against East London. And East London took the lead in the first half, but the O's equalised through Feldman in the 33rd minute. The first half finished one all just 26 seconds. Into the second half, the O's went ahead as Lynch made it 2-1. But in the 58th minute, East London equalised from the penalty spot. And that's the way the match stayed as the points were shared and the match finished 2-0. Yeah, well done the ladies. I think they're still unbeaten this season. So uh, extra special props to them. Uh, right, so let's, let's wrap this up then uh, as we approach the three quarters of an hour mark. So just coming up to half time. Fantasy <laughs> football update here. Chris Wagstaff is currently top of the Orient Outlook podcast Fantasy Football League, just ahead of Eric Barker, who is in seventh place. You've dropped a lot to 227 out of three. I don't know five. what's going on with the updates yet. So, yeah, I've dropped. Harland still got me 13 points, but it seems everyone's got Harland just cancels out now. You have to have Harland, otherwise, what are you even doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What so, yeah, I, the game is currently stopped dating because Everton have just finished playing Man, Man United. United. And so, lost, yeah. Yeah, if you want to go and see where you are on the table, you can do so at fancy.premier.league.com, uh, I think. 
something like that something yeah like that. absolutely yeah. anyone who's playing the game knows where to go to have a look so have a look in the morning or whenever you're listening to this so positives and negatives so we'll go with Paul Smith's goal obviously contender for goal of the season and goal of the month yeah. obviously we've got a game in hand over other teams around us at very the top very important it absolutely is although arguably Stevenage would say I'd rather have played the game and got the points True. but it's still in our hands uh, which is the most important thing Away support for yesterday, and in general, we're we're really well supported away this season. The away but, numbers have been phenomenal. Sending out Wimbledon, obviously that one got cancelled. We've taken decent numbers from everywhere, from Swindon uh, to wherever we've gone this season. So really good, and almost six hundred to Doncaster yeah. with a train strike. Yeah, phenomenal. It's unbelievable, and the ladies are still unbeaten in their league this season. Yeah. So as well as four positives, we've also got four negatives. So first negative, we didn't win. We probably should have. Yeah. So it's on the flip side of that, um, second negative, we've dropped to second. It's mitigating circumstances. We've dropped to second place in the table. <laughs> oh no! Oh, wow. Catastrophe. What a negative. Um, third one, probably the biggest. I think for me is the injuries, potential injuries to Elmis and Moncur. Well, obviously, we'll see what happens. Agree. This week, would love them both to play against Northampton. Yeah. Can't see it at this moment in time. Yeah. And the last negative, more bookings picked up in yesterday's yeah. game. Got a few players must be floating with the fifth yellow. Now, Tom Jones is definitely on four. Proudly can't be four, four or five, wherever Proudly is. So, yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. So, yeah. four positives, four negatives. Yeah, so let's move on then to the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. We didn't take it to the vote this week because it would, it was, we knew it would be a landslide <laughs> uh, vote for who uh, we've decided to award it to this week. It won't be any surprise to anybody. But Hero of the Week this week is... It's not, no, it's not. It's Paul Smith. Well done, Paul Smith. <laughs> Richard Wellens, what? Um, so, well done, Paul Smith. Absolutely yeah. outstanding goal and a black back flip to boot as well. So, next week's fixture, we've just got the one fixture coming up uh, this coming week. It's Northampton Town at home on Saturday, the 15th of October, which is also the club's first international day. Yes. It certainly is. Yeah, Northampton Town are third in League Two. They lost 1-0 at home to Salford yesterday and have already sold out the away end. So the atmosphere is nailed on to be electric and we just need to do our bit and score goals and stop stop them scoring, basically. Uh, last five for Northampton. They've lost their last two on the yeah. bounce, interestingly, but they won their three previous three on the bounce. So they're a slightly different form and hopefully we can capitalise on that. Difficult game. They came to us at the back in the last season when Richie was in charge. I think they won four two. I just remember Pinnock scored an outrageous free kick mm. into the top corner really early on. Mm. So, be a really difficult game. And also coming to light uh, about two hours before we started recording this is that Brentwood Town FC tweeted a few hours ago saying they are playing Orient in a friendly on Tuesday night, which was retweeted by the club. So must be valid. They uh, Brentford tweet said we are advising fans to arrive early as we are expecting a big crowd. Turnstiles are open from six pm. Normal match day admission prices apply. So if you're in the Brentwood area on Tuesday night, get yourself down to Brentwood Town FC. I think they call it the arena where they play. Well, I've got no idea what that is within Brentwood. But yeah. the O's, I imagine it's an XI. A few players get first team I action. I would imagine that's 80% youth with two or three players. Possibly, like yeah. the George U's, for example, the Clays, the Browns. That Maybe Wareham need, gets a run out. Yeah, and yeah. Wareham's that need minutes uh, in, the, in the bank there. So... Uh, get down there if you can sponsorship reminder so don't forget if you're thinking of moving home keep it in the Orient family save a few quid by using trusted estate agents Town and Country Essex you can give them a call once again a reminder of their numbers 01279 or give Charlie a call on 07528 471 497 they're on Twitter T and C Harlow or at Charlie underscore Paul and they don't just do Essex they can help give you good advice wherever you are lovely stuff so that's it then thanks to everyone for joining us for episode 296 well, after last week's loss we got a draw yesterday away from home in a game of two hearts which we probably should have come home with all three points but on a positive note we've now played 12 games only lost once it's second in the league with a game in hand which we all would have taken at the start of the season. And the tests don't get much easier in this division. So next opponents, Northampton Town, also have had a good start to the season. They are looking to go automatically after heartbreak in the playoffs last season. So let's sing up at home, keep Brisbane Road as a fortress to spur the team on. And next week, let's hope we're talking about three points. Yeah, so if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. We're now on 102 
review. So thank you to everyone who's taken the time. We know that there's more than 102 people listening. So please, if you have a moment, just give us a rating. That would be very much appreciated. Yeah, thanks to LOFC Whitlock, who I presume is Ben Whitlock, who said, win, lose or draw, it's the highlight of my week to listen to the chaps give their breakdown of the week. Central listening for all those fans. Up the O's. So thank you to Ben. Also, Alexander Rose won on Monday. Thank Five you, Five stars. Alex. As always, a great start to the week. And the other review this week, uh, no comments. I can't see who that was, but thank you to whoever you were. Listen, yeah, Spotify. Very much appreciated. Still on 55, so no movement. So come on, Spotify listeners, give us some... Uh, rate the show five stars that would be very nice if you could do so thank you very much indeed everybody there uh, wherever you get your podcast from set us to your favourite so that you know that they come through as soon as we upload them um, particularly if you listen on SoundCloud Spotify TuneIn and Stitcher uh, we're also on smart speakers we're on the FanHub app as well so listening to us couldn't be any easier if you've got an older relative a loved one or an orient chum someone who you think will like the podcast grab their phone download it for them and pass us pass the pod i still have friends that support other teams that listen richard thank you uh dan as well both arsenal fans friends of mine that that listen to to us because they've just got an interest in orient so if you are one of those people, thank you very much indeed. Arsenal starting to still let an orange song now. So apparently played rocking all over the world at full time. And also have stolen our Super Richie Welling song for their manager, which is outrageous. Just, just to stop any vicious rumours or anything. If you have you watched the All or Nothing? No. In All or Nothing, they play rocking all over the world. I don't know. Does Richie Wellington come out and give them a half time team talk with uh, <laughs> No, but Super Mick Arteta does. <laughs> so we'll be back with episode 297 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. When you worry, you make it double. Don't